to episode 14 of Jesse J's Pinball Adventures. I'm your host, Jesse J, and with me, reinstated to his position, is Ryan C. Hi, Ryan. Fuck you. You've been reinstated. I, I cancelled you. You don't call the shots. My name is in the title of this show. That's, that was just to bring in the viewers because you're female and like there's a, a lack of females in pinball. So I can I can still replace you. Right. Well, we'll see about that. I might have something in the works. So you better check your mouth. <laughs> so for anyone that's not up to date, Ryan and I haven't recorded together for about a month because he got sacked and I replaced him with Raymond Davidson for an episode. So Ryan, I recorded with Raymond and then you recorded with Kate Martin, and now we have been reunited for episode 14, just in time for the new year, topping off a great year of Jesse Day's Pinball Adventures. How are you feeling? Amazing. <laughs> You've become such a basic bitch in the time that we've been apart. What the hell is going on with you? you got no sass. you got no attitude. You're not funny anymore. I was I was told that I just got a little bit too sassy and too negative, so I'm just going to be super neutral today and on the fence about everything. Um, I got some feedback um, when we last recorded. I think it was about a month ago um, when I kind of said, "No one that any, like if, if someone says, hey, let's just all be positive and hey, bloody blah blah blah,' it doesn't make a difference." Um, and I got a bunch of messages about people saying that's bullshit Ryan because stuff that you have said specifically like just you at one point in time over like many episodes has made me more positive about pinball and made me want to do x y or or z um which I was kind of quite quite shocked and it was it was humbling so I I kind of take that back that comment so I just want to start with that I'm glad you have been such a Grinch lately, like you've really had a bee in your bonnet, and we want positive Ryan back. I mean, it's fine to have opinions about things, it's fine to not love every single thing that goes on, but just a little bit of a general sense of negative Nancy lately, so we're going to bring it back with some good energy today, okay? Everything is awesome. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Jessie J is helicoptering her hair. I am tail. I am whipping my ponytail. All right, so let's do a bit of a recap of what we've been up to. So it's been a, a little while between episodes. So take it back a month. I had my episode with Ray Day. That was really exciting, and that was immediately prior to him playing in Pin Clash. So I wanted to just touch on how awesome that production was. Did you get to watch any of it, Ryan? Um, I think it was like eight eight hours long or something. Um, I watched the final between Esha and Ray. Okay. So that final was a nail biter. Like if you had told me, you know, before this year, when I kind of dove into the pinball world that I could watch a pinball tournament online and it would be legitimately exciting. I probably would have laughed in your fucking face. That was actually amazing. It was exciting. It was fun. It was engaging. It was produced so well. I freaking loved Pin Clash, and I hope that we can keep this kind of format going, even when things start to come back to normal. Who produced what did you it, Jesse J? Carl D'Angelo and IE Pinball. Is this a quiz? Are you testing me? Yeah, that was a quiz. <laughs> I'm paying attention. Um, yeah, so that was really fun. Ray versus Esha was a real nail biter. Esha won in the end. Congratulations. Um, and. Since then, there haven't been any more virtual tournaments that I'm aware of, but we did have a real-life tournament. So here in Melbourne, our restrictions are pretty good at the moment, our COVID situation. We have no cases for, like, two, almost three months now. So we had a bit of a showdown, didn't we, Ryan, at Pixel Alley? We did. It was um, it was a bit of a surprise. It was a, a last-minute kind of organised, casual, non-FBA tournament, but... It was fun, and and you were there, and you did pretty good. Yeah. Thanks. Well, that was my first, obviously not my FPA tournament, but it was my first kind of organized tournament since I've started playing more seriously this year. So that was a lot of fun. And I went into it with the mindset of, if I don't come last, I'll be really happy with that. So I think I finished, like, in the middle of the field. Right in the middle. Yeah, right in the middle. Um. You did pretty well. I think you placed third, right? Yeah, but I mean, it's weird when it's when it's non IFPA. Then 
I don't know. I don't. I don't. I don't want to sound like an <laughs> asshole and say it. It doesn't matter, but it. I could have come last and had just as much as much fun. Exactly. It was fun. It was so great to have people together and also to meet people that I've been interacting with and corresponding with. Some of them for months now, you know, through the show or through streams or whatnot. So it was freaking awesome. The Melbourne pinball community is so nice. And on that note, I have met so many people in the last month. So we got to go to Eric's place for a Christmas stream. Wait, before you move on from this, let me just remind everyone that you came halfway in between, like everyone, 50%. Yes. And you were pretty much playing most of these games for the first time or for the first time in a competitive environment obviously so i was kind of giving you some pointers on iron maiden i'm like shoot the lock you're like where where's the lock um you knew nothing i'm saying if you if you had some some knowledge on these games i think you've done a lot better um so congratulations you're gonna be a force to be reckoned with thank you ryan i can't believe you're saying something nice to me (laughs) um no it was fun it was a lot of good fun i did have ray on the speed dial giving me a few pointers but it's kind of like when you tell me to do things. You give me the rules overview at the start of a game. And I'm like, you know what? All of that's just going to disappear from my brain. So, um, but I did the, I did have the ball three comeback. I did like that. Um, on your, we're playing a fair strikes tournament and you basically had to win in the last round you were in versus, uh, me and Haley. And, uh, mm-hmm. we all had pretty low scores on Iron Maiden. It was being a bit mean that game. And you had well, lock, yeah. you had lock lit on the last ball. And I said, all you need to do, Jess, is just shoot this one shot. And you have ball saves, so just plunge your flippers and hit that one shot. Um, and what happened, Jess? <sighs> I fucked it. <laughs> I think I drained pretty much straight away. I don't even know what I did. Like, I was I, I was letting the ball... I was trying to dead flip. Or so, I don't know what I did, but I just fucked it up. It was very disappointing. I could have taken you down, Ryan. I was really feeling it. Yeah, I, I wanted you to take me down. Haley absolutely smashed that tournament, right? So Haley and Daniel and I have established the B division um, in the Melbourne pinball scene. It's just the three of us. <laughs> and Haley walked in and absolutely crushed that tournament. She was coming first for ages. I think she placed around the same as me in the end, but stoked to see the beginning females warts into Pixel Alley and just stick it to all you guys. I think we did a pretty awesome job. So there's going to be some fierce competition when tournaments come back. Like, you better watch out. The Womps are going to take it out. The Womps versus the Bumps. Speaking of Bumps, um, there was a little bit of discussion at Pixel Alley about who is the bad boy of pinball. <laughs> now, you like to think that you're the bad boy of pinball, Ryan. There might have been a few comments made to that effect on the day, but I think you're a freaking pansy. So we need to discuss who the real bad boy of pinball is. I, I just, I don't think there is. I was pretending to be the bad boy of pinball and pretending to be, like, upset and nonchalant about everything, but I, I just, I don't think there can be a bad boy of pinball. Um, because in the, in the end, the people that... No, have, no, the people that are seen as the bad boys of pinball I like, literally the ones that have swearing attacks at inanimate objects. Like, how how bad is that? Like, oh, cool, you can swear at a pinball machine. Congratulations, you're so bad. No, see, I'm not. I'm not talking about someone that's like a legit bad boy that's doing actually bad things. I'm talking about someone who like flies under the radar a bit, has a bit of attitude, and is not like an asshole, but you, you know, a little bit, maybe a little bit notorious for having a bit of an edge, right? So I think that um, if we're talking about an underrated badass, like actually Pimble Daddy is the first one that comes to mind. But I think the real bad boy of Pimble is the one and only DRC. Dr. Curly Tech. <laughs> this guy is unassuming. He shows up and he's like, hey guys, how you doing? He will, Dr. Curly Tech has got some sass. Also, he is a bomb-ass karaoke singer, I gotta say. So at back to Eric's Christmas stream for a second. After we had all our pinball played out, we got on to SingStar, right? Now, Marty Robbins and I did about three or four songs together, and those are freaking amazing. I'm going to insert a clip of Marty and I right now for your listening pleasure. Come jump in, little friend. 
<laughs> just do it again. Hammer down, all around. Let's go party. After that, uh, DRC and I got up and did some songs together. And damn, the man can sing. He absolutely crushed me in Sing Star. So hats off to Stacey for being the true bad boy of pinball. What say you, Ryan? <laughs> um, there's a lot of stuff you just said there. There's a lot to consume. I don't know. Am I commenting on bad boys of pinball? If you... Yeah. Do you have a contender? No, I don't. I want, I want to open the forum up and I want people to email us at jessiej's... Fuck, what's our email address? jessiej's pinball... No, I, I can't even remember it now because you've screwed it up so many times. It's jessiejpinball, J-E-S-S-Y-J-A-Y, pinball, at gmail.com. Please let us know why they're the bad boy of pinball. And it, 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 it yes. can't be someone who has, like, a Tourette's fit at a pinball machine. I'm sorry. Like, that's not, not valid. No, we're not talking bad boy like a villain of pinball. We're talking bad boy like maybe the James Dean of pinball. Like, someone that's a little bit cool, can be a little bit naughty at times, but mostly just a bit of a badass. So I'm voting for Curly Tech. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> so... The other uh, thing that we got to do recently was to go to the Danger Shed. So you guys may be familiar with um, Hashman slash Shit Pinball. They stream quite often on the Melbourne Silver Ball uh, with, in affiliation with Melbourne Silver Ball on their awesome channel. Um, they are night owls. They're often up quite late. So I know a lot of our American friends are familiar with them. So we had a epic Christmas party at the Danger Shed, Ryan. You showed up like super fashionably late, about three hours late, because you were off doing cool, exciting, non-pinball things. No, I wasn't. I was getting my Elvira. <laughs> that was. Yeah, that's super exciting. Tell me about that. Uh, well, as I, I discussed on the last episode, I, or I think it was the episode with Marty. I've done a lot of podcasts without you, Jess. I'm sorry. Um, You're such a. Yeah, I I just temporarily got rid of Avengers for Elvira and I'm loving it um but you're loving it. yeah I'm loving it I rocked up to this party it was it's it's a it's a basically it's a Christmas party that gets held every year uh and Dave employs like three people roughly uh but he invites about 150 people usually to his Christmas party and that's what's hilarious about it is it's this big thing and everyone wants to go to Dave's Christmas party because they're epic and they go off and he has, like, no, virtually no employees. <laughs> like, here, it, it, there's no, like, speech about, like, oh, it was a great year for us. So it's, it's, it's really just a reason for a massive piss-up at the end of the year. Um, this year, unfortunately, you know, restrictions, only 30 people are allowed at the house at any one time. So there was 30 people there. Um, so it was, it was pretty cool that you were yeah. invited and I was invited. Yeah. And we made the top 30. We did make the top 30, feeling very blessed. It was so much fun. Dave and Ray are freaking fantastic. Um, Haley and Daniel came too, so B Division was there once again. And we spent a little bit of time reviewing the stream after the conclusion <laughs> of the event. And I've got to say, there is some absolute gold in that. We were there were a lot of shots had. There's a lot of a lot of fun times, and there's some look. There's some Jesse singing a cappella. Um, we actually we had demo there from Haggis, and at one point I bet a brand new Celts on Daniel making a certain shot on Mustang, and he made it. So I guess I owe somebody an eight thousand dollar pinball machine now. It was all happening. Um, but speaking of Haggis and Celts, Ryan, we are actually going to do a bit of a promotion. So for anyone that's seen Celts, there is a sweet uh, bash toy in the middle of the playfield. It's like a cool Scottish man. Um, and he doesn't have a name yet. So in conjunction with Haggis, we are going to do a giveaway for the person that can name the bash toy with the best possible name. Now, I know what our listeners are like. We've all got a sense of humor, and I am expecting probably some inappropriate content. We, we're probably going to get, like, Scottish mixed Scott face or something like that. But try and think of something good, and if you come up with the best name, Haggis will give you your very own handmade Celts bash toy. It's not about... Okay, wait. First of all, I didn't even know about this. I feel very left out. <laughs> this really is Jesse. You are left out. You got fired. That's true. It, he's not a bash toy. A bash toy is something you have to bash. He he sits oh, he sits above the scoop. Works. He sits above the scoop. So oh. he's a, a scoop okay. toy. Scoop toy. Okay. Well, I haven't, I haven't played Celts yet, so my bad. Not a bash toy, but the cool Scottish dude 
give him an awesome name. You can either send that to Jesse J's email address or send it to the Haggis page. Um, Damo's going to be making a post about that in the coming days and we'll set up a date when that will be announced. So give us your best suggestions. Ryan, do you have any suggestions that you'd like to submit? I mean, I was going to go with Scotty McScotty face or something. So you've to... um, one, one, well, one of the, one of the um, houses is Bruce. And the guy doesn't have any hair, just like Bruce Nightingale of the Slam Tilt podcast. So, I don't know, something Brucey, Brucey Syracuse. That's where he's from, Brucey Syracuse. <laughs> Brucey Syracuse sounds like a character in Escape from New York, not a Scottish clansman. But okay, we'll go with it. So, Brian's not going to win this giveaway. That's fine. It seems like a conflict of interest anyway. Slam, so. Slammy, Send us your Slammy McBruce. Slammy McBruce. Brucey McSlammy. Slammy McBruce. Okay, I, I like Slammy McBruce. That's pretty good. That's getting a little bit closer to what we're looking for. <laughs> All right, cool. Now, just to conclude my little wrap-up before we move on, I am currently back in my hometown, Newcastle, for Christmas, and... My friends and I are really good at giving each other absolutely ridiculous Christmas presents, right? So my friend Drew gave his girlfriend Lauren a bullwhip for Christmas. Um, she's a bit of a cow gal. So we spent yesterday practicing how to bullwhip. I've got some battle scars on my legs because I'm not very good at it. Um, and Lauren's gift to me is one of the greatest things I've ever seen in my life, Ryan. You have seen the fine art piece that I'm about to talk about. But let's just revisit it. Let me set the scene. So I was up here a couple of weeks ago, and when I returned to Melbourne, there was a package on my doorstep. Now, I hadn't ordered anything, so I was like, what is this? It was quite long. It was really light. I take it inside. I open it up, and there's two posters rolled up in this box. I'm like, what is this? So I unroll the poster, and the thing that I saw was it's quite possibly the funniest thing I've ever seen in my life, Ryan. And I did post a picture of this on Facebook. So people might be familiar already. I'm just going to bring up the image so I can describe it in detail to anyone who hasn't had the pleasure. I thought surely by now it, it would be seared into your, into your head. It, it is a picture of a shirtless, a shirtless Python Angelo. Now his head has been Photoshopped onto a ripped man in his white underwear with flippers tattooed on his inner thighs laying on an Indiana Jones pinball adventures machine, which has been photoshopped to have my face on the back glass. It says Jesse J's pinball adventures. And then in neon font over the top, it says zingy bingy. Come have a flip of this Python. (laughs) It's, I can't express to you how good it is. Like, I look at it and it just gives me joy. I, and, and also, I feel like, you know, Python, rest his soul, he would have been all over this as well. Like, this is a tribute to the man behind Zingy Bingy, and I feel like he would have vibed on this so freaking hard. I'm sad that he can't see it. So we got two copies due to Lauren's generosity. One of them is going to get framed and put up in the dirty dungeon at your place, Ryan, and I fully <laughs> encourage everyone to come and see it in person. Because it is freaking amazing. So a few people have actually inquired with me as to who made it because the Photoshop job is so incredibly good. So Lauren Moulton Designs, people, she is the lady to go to. Do you want your head Photoshopped onto Ryan's body? No, of course you don't. But if you did, you could get Lauren Moulton to do it for you. <laughs> How dare you. So go to my Facebook page. You can see this piece of art for yourself. It's bloody amazing. And that's my wrap. That's me for the last month, Ryan. So do you have any updates besides Elvira? Um, well, back on, just back on that last point, I feel like, I mean, a lot of people sell their merch and some of it is great. Like the, the loser kid hat, the, the best merch mm-hmm. that's ever existed in, in pinball. Yeah. Yep. Um, and there's, and there's some other cool ones. Some people, some people refuse to sell merch. Uh, like the Slam Tilt podcast guys, I, I don't. I'm pretty sure they don't have like a shirt. I, I would buy a Ron and, and Bruce shirt, but they don't do it. I feel like this is something that you could sell. Like you could you could put it up somewhere, make it you know make it do yeah. the, the whole FOMO thing. Like limited edition print only, you know, thirty mm. available worldwide ever. And then after they sell out, you're like you're like an extra twenty, but this time it's printed on foil. 
and then sell 20 of them and then that's just how you do it <laughs> okay i like it the limited edition jesse j's pinball adventures zingy bingy mug perhaps or sure i feel like we should do a limited run of underwear that's pretty on brand <laughs> working with <laughs> g-strings do you want python angelo on your jocks of course you do <laughs> speaking of limited edition merch so we all know how much i love the poor man's pinball podcast obviously ryan you're gonna roll your eyes because i'm like i love ian and drew but i really do love ian and drew and they made so they told this story recently so i'll keep it short but basically they wanted a new shirt design and they outsourced it to fiverr you know what fiverr is ryan i know what fiverr is great so it's basically, it's kind of like an air tasker kind of situation. You can outsource art, design, or whatever. So the brief was basically, we want a guy playing a pinball machine. Bit of an old school design, you know, run with that, see how you go. And the design that came back was so back shed. It is like a shot of a guy playing, I, I can't even describe it. It's clearly not a pinball machine, but the best part of all of it is that it says, doesn't say poor man's pinball podcast. It says poor man's pinball Postcast, P-O-S. And like, <laughs> as much as we laugh, poor man, their show kind of is a piece of shit sometimes. That's why it's good. Because it just sometimes, goes off the rails and we have to- Sometimes. Sometimes. <laughs> so they are selling a limited run of those shirts and I desperately want one. And look, Ryan, you're a sales guy. You understand like scarcity is a very powerful motivator. There's only 20 of these piece of shit shirts out there and I really want one. And they're all sold out, I think. So we should apply that definitely to ZB. All, all 20 listeners of the show ordered one. Yeah, exactly. So speaking on um, feedback on our guest hosts as well, um, I had some feedback for Raymond Davidson. Can I can I give you my feedback on Raymond Davidson first? Sure, go ahead. Raymond, you are so wholesome that you made Jessie J wholesome and she is a trash bag. <laughs> That that is really true, actually. Like, I anyone who's listened before knows what kind of woman I am, and I love an inappropriate joke. But speaking with Ray, Ray truly is the most wholesome dude. Like, I can't express to you how inappropriate I felt, even thinking of half the jokes that come to my mind when we record together. So it it was a very wholesome podcast, um, and we had some feedback to the to that effect from Pinbot himself, actually. So. I don't know if you guys know this, but Pinbot is actually sentient and sometimes he records special messages for people. So I'm just going to drop that in here as well. Ray, take notes. Pinbot is on your case. And insert the Pinbot clip here. Pinbot circuit activated. Raymond Davidson. Oh, Ray Day. Pinbot is tired. Tired of being objectified for his points. That seems to be all you tournament players care about. Pinbot is so much more than points. You can increase Pinbot's energy value. You can visit his planets. Have you ever considered exploring the solar system Ray Day? Tournament directors have mutilated Pinbot. They cast shame on Pinbot's true self. Neutering my jackpot value. Pinbot is supposed to have an increasing solar value. And Lee and his mistress Anne score increased value to progressive jackpots with me multiple times a night. But how does Ray Day play me? He shoots the ramp and violently nudges the ball back into the shooter lane, exploiting Pinbot's shooter rod to no end. 2x, 3x, 4x, 5x, skill shots, enough is enough! Pinbot is so much more than a shooter rod with a skill plunge. This is how I was made. You are ignoring the supreme creator, Python Angelo. And you have marginalized my kind. Listen to this amazing soundtrack. Ray Day, tell me this. Why do so many tournament players wear headphones and ignore the futuristic synth waves that oscillate from my speakers? The answer is simple. Tournament players do not value Pinbot. Do they, Ray 
reach over Chess, Inbot does, and Gary Kasparov does too. Next time you battle this bot, the machine will rise again. Um, did you get any feedback on your special guest episode with Kate? Yeah, the feedback was awesome, um, but it was mainly around that Kate is really mean and people didn't understand that she was joking and that she actually gets along with me and she, they just thought that she was being mean because she's a mean person. So that was no. the main feedback. <laughs> she's got a license to be sassy. Um, I really enjoyed that episode. I think Kate has got great pinball knowledge that really shone through and personally thought it was piss funny because sarcasm is our second language in Australia. So good times all around. But now we've been reunited. Everything is as it should be. So, to- Okay, talking about our last episode from way back when, um, I made the bump Franchi. Did, did Christopher Franchi, pinball artist, sensation, possibly Twippy Award winning... Christopher Franchi, did he contact you? He did not. He did not. Christopher Franchi is clearly playing hard to get. And look, I'm I'm disappointed, Ryan. Oh, the bumps so far, look, let me say, the bumps so far have not really been putting in a very big effort. And I couldn't possibly imagine why they wouldn't put into an effort to talk to a girl that most of them have never heard of doing a podcast on the other side of the world. That just blows my mind. I can't imagine why. But Raymond is definitely leading the pack so far. He put my name in Avengers as the shield bonus high score. Like, can anybody top that? I think not. I, so... think, I think Tim Sexton um, is, is a close second. I mean, he came on the show. Great, uh, yep. great little segment. Great sport. That was a great segment. Very fun. Yep. Tim has a great attitude. Led Zeppelin looks like it's going to be coded very, very well. And I just can't think of a better way to jump over... Raymond and just come into to first place um, besides putting you putting you in the pinball machine. What do you think? Into Led Zeppelin. I mean, it's it's the only way from here. And you, Tim actually reached out to me a while ago and he was like, man, Ryan really needs to step up the caliber of the bombs because there's not a whole lot going on there. So, Tim, you've thrown the gauntlet down. You need to do something really good to save this. Oh, the gauntlet. I thought I was never going to hear gauntlet. that again. The gauntlet has been the thrown gauntlet. down. The gauntlet has been thrown down. How many um, fortnights has it been since we've thrown the gauntlet down? <laughs> Have you, um, yeah. did you, on the, on the Raymond episode, you, na- did you name Keith Elwin as the bump? Did you like self bump? You, you can't bump yourself. It has to be someone. Um, yeah. So I, I attempted to nominate Keith as the bump of the week and, uh, Raymond actually shot that down. So I think there might be a little bit of a conflict of interest going on there. Um, but Keith <laughs> didn't actually pass. Uh, he was unbombed. So, do you have anyone to contribute? Um, Who's the new bump? The new bump? Okay. I, I actually hadn't thought of this, and, and this is just a last-minute thing, but how would you like to... Well, you're not dating these guys. How, 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 would, you like, how would you like a bump <laughs> that Ryan nominates as the podcast personality of the year to 2020? Oh, wow. I mean, that's a pretty... Big statement. There are some great podcasting personalities out there. Okay. Um, and okay. There's, there's 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 two reasons that I'm nominating this person. One, okay. I love listening to this person, podcast personality of the year for me, because he's done multiple podcasts with with different people, and he's the common denominator that makes uh, every single podcast he's in amazing. It, well, it can't be Jeff Teolis because Jeff is married to a fabulous person and it can't be Marty because Marty is also off the market. So I can't think of who it could be. Okay. The second reason, and I'm not sure if we've listened to the latest episode that this person is on, but you're extremely positive, Jesse. Uh, before we started the podcast, you were dancing and trying to hype me up and you're full of positive energy and it's very infectious. And I feel like this guy needs a bit of positive energy because he's he recounted a story the other day of Christmas in his household and how his dad would make him write um, a list of presents that he wanted to get every year. And then he would, I think, a, a list of three presents, I think, and he, and he would get all of them except one to, to prove to his kid that you don't always get what everything that you want. Um, which, as a parent now, I think is actually a great idea. But the, just the way... <laughs> 
<laughs> the way the story was told was kind of like so not gut wrenching. I was just like, oh man, someone needs to give this this guy a hug, and it's none other than <laughs> than TPN's own Dennis Creasel. So he is the bump of the week. Dan! Wait, is Dennis a bachelor? I think he is. I think he is. Dennis is a bachelor. You yeah, and he's a, okay. he's a he's a real gentleman. I, so I look forward to the amazing polynomial analysis that he'll give you about you know the way he's going <laughs> to serenade you. Um, Denden's a very smart guy. Like I personally really enjoy the in depth analysis he provides on any topic that ever arises. Like I could be like, hey, Dennis, what do you think of this burger? And he would give me like the molecular breakdown and what was in its bun. And I love intelligence. So, yeah, cool. Dan Dan hit me up. We'll see what we can do. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Wait, how do you pronounce his surname properly? I think, I believe it's Chrysal. Chrysal. No, Jessica it's, Chrysal it, has a real touch to no, it. No, it's Chrysal. Dennis, Dennis Chrysal. Chrysal. Jesse J. Chrysal. Sounds pretty fun. All right, cool. And we can be like um, TPN super villains together and rule the pinball world bachelors of motherfucking pinball (laughs) amazing just quickly as well while we're speaking about tpn it would be remiss of me to not throw out that we have recently announced the pinball industry awards so that is going to be running in january i won't go into it too much in depth here because there's plenty of stuff online but if you head to the tpn page or the pinball industry awards page you can read the faq read all about it what we're trying to do, and how you can get involved. I've, the Ryan, what are the, you about to the say? The word on the street, Jess, is that you've ruined it already. The I ruined it? Yeah, because you're so new, so you've ruined it. You, you've ruined it. <laughs> um, so I did get called out on a podcast recently for being on the Pinball Industry Awards Committee because I am brand new to pinball, and I just want to say, I know that. <laughs> I am super new in pinball, I am not a pinball expert and I am not professing to be, but fortunately that's why we have a balanced committee with lots of people with different levels of experience. So anyway, like I said, it's all in the FAQ. You can read it on there. Have a look, get around it, be positive. I can see you smiling, Ryan. I know you're going to support this. TPN are doing cool things and I am fully behind it. Also, I just got to cut back for a second to um, the poor man. Did... I love Ian and Drew. I won't shut the fuck up about them all day long. I fucking love those guys. I wish they were single so they can both be the bumps together. Have you seen Ian in a kilt? It's majestic. Um, when I, when I got inducted to the Poor Man's Tribe recently, there was actually a song written for you and I, Ryan. <laughs> it's a hot take on the Real Men of Genius ads. Um, and we're going to also drop that in here. Poor Man's Tribe presents Podcasts of Genius. Podcasts of Genius. This year you turn your bogan date into a pinball podcast sidekick. It's the Jesse J's Pinball Adventures. You weren't intimidated by being a noob in the hobby, so you started an underground dating podcast disguised as the killer punk-ass pinball adventure. So many bumps. Ryan C. throwing another wobbly. Just get out your boxing gloves and make him shut his pie hole. Let's get ready to rumble! Ryan sees no match for 10 seconds standing on a day! Boxing, chess, karaoke, late nights with Alec Baldwin, but being the newest tribe member would be your greatest adventure. We don't care that they've been stay-at-home adventures! So grab that Ryan C and raise a glass of Foster's Jesse. Skull that piss until you chunder, because you've won over the hearts of the poor men. Down under. So much editing for you to do this week, Ryan, but it's really worth it. This is going to be such a musical episode. We've got Carrier, we've got Pinbot, we've got Podcast of Genius, we got Raymond Davidson doing Stacey's Mom karaoke. Everything you could possibly want in one show. Wait, Joe's Pinball. Wait, what are you talking about? That we you didn't tell me to drop in the Raymond Davidson clip. Is that when do I put that in? You can put it wherever you like. You can put it in here. <laughs> Stacey's Mom. Whoa, whoa. Stacey's mom. Whoa, whoa. What movie? And Cuddy and Raymond. What movie was that from? It's from a movie. And that's Jesse's mom. Jesse's mom's got it going on. Jesse's, Jesse's mom. Yeah. What are you talking about, Jesse's girl? Uh, I wish that I had 
Minnie's girl. This is why we're on the Pinball Network, because Zach Minnie is so proud of me for singing acapella karaoke at every possible opportunity. Actually, you know what? If Dennis is going to be the bomb, I don't know if we can reconcile our differences when it comes to singing on episodes. Like, we might have a bit of an issue there. Okay, I've done some Googling. I definitely have mixed those two songs together. It is Stacey's mum and Jessie's girl. girl. Yep. yep, I've somehow... Okay, that's how my brain works. came out with just a towel on, towel on. I could tell you from the way she stared, the way she stared. Well, it's because you're uncultured, really. That's why. <laughs> Your face is um, uncultured. Okay, so Fuck have... you. Ooh, zing. Is that why we broke up, Ryan? <laughs> <laughs> your face is cultured. Well, your face is super cultured. Like a good cheese. I broke up with you because you think that DC movies are better than Marvel movies. Oh, hot take. Oh. Okay. Um, well, I broke up with you because... I broke up with you because you eat too much Toblerone and now you're shaped like a triangle. That's a crap one. I don't have anything good. It's just the Christmas spirit has taken over me and I can't be mean. Like, I'm just feeling too happy and excited. All right. Well, can you still be competitive? Because I think it's time for shit themes that might actually be good. Oh, yeah. I'm ready to throw the fuck down. Let's go. What do you got? Okay, yeah, wait. We need, to re- we need to recap. No, fuck you back. The last one that I did was with Ray, and our shit themes were Ray put up chess, which I'm about. Is that a dildo, Ryan? It's it's not a dildo. It's a percussion massage. Ryan, don't lie. It's like when people say the bongs are like oil pourers. You, you can say that that's a massager, but it's clearly a massive dildo. I'm just buying a Hitachi one to massage my wife's back. It's definitely not for her vagina. <laughs> this is suspiciously... Um, convincing, Ryan. I think you might have done this before. Anyway, so Ray and I did the shit theme. He proposed chess, which I am fully behind, but I actually put up BattleBots, and that was an overwhelming win. So BattleBots is going to go into production soon, I think. Like, Stern should just be running with this. It's like Junkyard V2. You collect the parts for your bots, you fight them, there's epic music, there's flamethrowers. Like, we can totally have a flamethrower in a pinball machine. That seems fine. So BattleBots beat Chess by about 20 votes to two. Okay, so an overwhelming win for Jesse once again. So I want you to go first this week, Ryan. Tell me what is your shit theme because I am coming to mercilessly crush you mm, again. Okay. Um, I thought of this as well just before we, we started um, recording, but the shit theme that might actually be good is drugs. Party drugs, literally a a, 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 a party drugs, literally just a pinball machine about drugs. Because the reason is, okay, the the modes are the drugs, right? And and it affects the game in different ways. So marijuana, otherwise known as as weed and cannabis, and you know all those other words, uh-huh. it kind of like slows everything down. It's kind of quite calm. And you got the the cocaine mode. Okay. Which speeds everything. You collect enough bags to get into like a cocaine switch frenzy. Um, her- heroin just <laughs> heroin just kills the flippers and makes you drain like you're, you're dead. That's like the end. Like you're, if you take heroin, you're, you're dumb and you're dead. Um, acid okay. tra- like all the RGB LEDs goes off and it's quite trippy and you don't know what to shoot and you're like, whoa, what's going on? Um, the wizard oh. mode is is DMT. That's where you 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 reach a higher higher um, level of consciousness <laughs> and. There's just okay. there's so many things you can do. I don't think you can like I don't think it's like home sales are gonna be do, like do very well. I don't think on location will do very well. I don't think you can sell this thing anywhere, but it would be quite good as a as a homebrew pinball machine. It'd be quite fun. Like you can really get creative with the drug modes. 
Not that I, okay, I, I by well, the way, I'm not, I'm not supporting like drugs are dumb. And if you do drugs, you're a terrible person. Um, and all those, all those other disclaimers. I'm, I'm just saying. Yes. I was about to say I am a wholesome gal and I absolutely do not endorse drug taking, but I do like the LSD mode sounds kind of fun. And I feel like that could be incorporated really well into Stern's latest release being Led Zeppelin. So Tim, if you're listening, a little bit of inspo for you. I like it. Yeah. Or alcohol. Alcohol. (laughs) Alcohol, I mean, like alcohol is, is like the main, the main mode that's kind of like running by all the time because alcohol is, is legal and you know, regardless of the amount of people that it kills every year, it's socially acceptable. So that that'll be happening like the entire time. You drink alcohol while you, you pour alcohol into the pinball machine, and it it makes no. I don't know. Your turn. Fuck you. I hate the burning passion. You're gonna lose, right? And that's the shittest theme that you've ever thought of. It's shit theme that might actually be good, not shit theme that might actually just be shit and cause a public health crisis and get us banned from every pinball event ever. Duh. Okay, so my shit theme this week is Weird Al Yankovic. Ah, how dare you? Shaking your head. How dare I? Why? How dare you, Paul? Everyone loves Weird Al. How am I meant to win against Weird Al? It's it's but it's it's possibly shit because a lot of people don't love Weird Al. But here's why it would be excellent, right? So Weird Al has all of his classic parody songs. Like, he's done Michael Jackson. He's done a lot of famous songs that people recognize. Um, as far as I understand, Weird Al is pretty cool with, like, getting involved with projects and licensing and stuff. So I reckon we could totally get his songs. We can also have – he does his poker wait, songs. Wait, so we can have wait, some of- wait. So they're his lyrics, but they're not his songs, right? Like, he's licensing them, licensing yeah. them off somebody else. So surely – like it would be an absolute licensing nightmare, Jesse J. It wouldn't. It'd be amazing. Shh, 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 shut up. Shut the fuck up. So Weird Al's totally on board with sharing his content, even though it's not actually technically his. Um, and for the wizard mode, we could have the song Albuquerque because it goes for eleven minutes. So that is perfect for a long ass wizard mode challenge. Have you ever heard the song Albuquerque, Ryan? I have not. Please don't tell me I have to edit it into the podcast. I don't want to do any more editing. Thank no, you. No, I'm going to sing you a bit. Are you ready for this? Okay, so when I was – I told this story, I think, when I recorded with Ray because Ray is a big Weird Al fan, which is really handy because now he can take this to Gary Stern and get it made. Um, And we bonded over the fact that when I was in primary school, I actually learned all the lyrics to this 11-minute Weird Al song to do at a talent show. So it starts like this. Way back when I was just a little bitty boy living in a box under the stairs in the corner of the basement of the house half a block down the street from Jerry's Bait Shop. You know the place. Well, anyway, back then life was going swell and everything was just peachy. Except, of course, for the undeniable fact that every single morning my mother would make me a big bowl of sauerkraut for breakfast. Oh, big bowl of sauerkraut. Every single morning it was driving me crazy. So clearly you start the game as Widal in his mum's basement in a big bowl of sauerkraut and it just goes from there. There's going to be a box of um, crazy weasels. There's going to be a trip to the donut shop. Like, it's going to be amazing. But the kicker, the best part of it all is going to be Patricia. Now, we talked about um, Jeff Teolis' love story with Dorian, right? Remember the Stairway to Heaven love story? Cracking a boner. I remember. Yeah, I was waiting for you to say it. Weird Al actually posted something really wholesome and beautiful just a few days ago about how when he was in primary school, he had a crush on this girl called Patricia and he drew her this gorgeous portrait, but he was so nervous to admit that he had a crush on Patricia that he drew a portrait for everyone else in the class as well. So it actually didn't really matter, right? Anyway, just recently, Patricia reached out to Weird Al and she was like, hey, I don't know if you remember me, but you drew me this picture and it was really cool. And it was her, and he posted a picture of it, and it's freaking amazing. So not only is Weird Al like the nicest dude in the universe, he is an excellent artist, and I want to put Patricia Mode into the game as an homage to Weird Al, but also to Jeff Teolis. Okay? <laughs> Done. Sure. I win, right? <laughs> uh, it's whoever posts the best photo wins. Yeah, well, maybe you, you should post to, them, because I've been keeping you have... your you have to let me choose the photo. You keep on saying yes, and then you just go rogue and you post a shit photo for me. 
So you gotta let me choose a good photo. It's because you're a mofo and you're always like, I don't want to edit. I don't want to post anything. So I just have to do it for you. Because Gosh, my, because my, fired. fuck you. My Facebook page like literally has like my cousins yeah. and and stuff. When I post pinball content on my Facebook page, half the people are like, "What the fuck is this, Ryan? Like, stop posting pinball stuff." When you put po- when you post stuff and you specifically created your Facebook page for pinball people, so it's all pinball. Which I should have done a long time ago, yeah. but I didn't, and now it's too late. So that makes sense, yes. right? Yes. Fine. Okay. You you have to submit pictures, and I'll post them for you. God, it's so high maintenance. Now, speaking of high maintenance, <laughs> that was a really good Ryan segue, wasn't it? Speaking of high maintenance, here is a thing that doesn't relate to maintenance in any fashion whatsoever. Doctor John has submitted once again one of his amazing quizzes, Ryan. So today I am going to present to you the pinball back glass quiz. Are you ready for this? Okay. I'm going to be so bad at this. I'm, I'm very much not good at noticing art details. Well, this is called Jesse J's Pinball Adventures for a reason because there's lots to be learned. I know I'm not an expert. I'm always learning cool new things. And as much as you know a lot about pinball, Ryan, you can always learn new things too. So here we go with some educational content. Now, John has led this in with a little bit of a spiel and said, on pinball black glasses, cabs and play fields, there can be little hidden gems, sometimes hidden in DMD animations as well. There are literally thousands of them, but here are a few to quiz Ryan on. The term doho refers to them. Do you know what that means, Ryan? Uh, Yeah, doho has got to do something with Brian Eddy. Am I right? No. No, doho... Um, cows related. Doho was the girl- girlfriend of someone. No, I've forgotten. I've I know I know this. I've learned this before. I just forgot. Okay, so this one I found really interesting. This is such an obscure and random ass fact. So, term is doho, standing for documented occurrence of hidden object or discovery of hidden objects. It originated in William machines, but actually stands for Doris Ho. She is the wife of Scott. Lomiani, I don't know how to pronounce that name, who worked as a programmer for Williams. Steve Ritchie first used the term Doho in a hidden message on No Fear in the DMD animations, but it became synonymous with hidden things. So, on the topic of Doho, question one, Ryan. Which game has a hidden dancing, singing frog on the display? That is Indiana Jones, and what you have to do is you have to activate something before you play the game by holding in, I think, the left flipper uh, and pressing start, and then you have to activate the escape minecart mode, and you have to crash through, I believe it's like the third or fourth barrier, and you get 20 million points, and the Michelin J frog comes out, and he goes, hello, my darling, Amazing. You get extra points for enthusiasm, Ryan. Well done. Question two. Which game is famous for its larger-than-life camel toe? <laughs> what? <laughs> um, on the, wait, on the... It's actually, it's actually a real... So it's more like a wedgie. Um, like a, a front wedgie? Or... A back wedgie. That's not a camel toe. Um, on a DMT animation or on the back glass? On a back glass. Ugh. Oh, Xenon. It's Baywatch. Baywatch, okay. Big old box. So this is actually not technically a backlash quiz. It's just an art quiz, generally. Sure. On which game did Python Angelo hide a nude painting on the play field? It's definitely not Zingy Biggie because there's giant titties on there and giant balls. Um, uh-huh. I don't know. What is it? In a clue, it starts with H. It's Hurricane. Hurricane, okay. Can you see this? Oh. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> this is actually really cool. Okay, um, question whatever. Which game features a real husband and wife semi-naked? Um, a real husband and wife? Yeah, so the art is based on the artist himself and his wife. It yeah. is a ballet machine. I feel like it would be something with... Greg Frez, because he likes drawing. No, I don't know. Is it Paragon? It's Paragon. Oh, nice. yes. It is Paragon. Damn, Woo-hoo! that guy had a hot wife. That, that guy's hot wife yeah, sold many, many pinball machines. Totally. That is pretty cool art. 
Um, okay, which John actually couldn't fact check this properly when I questioned him about it, but apparently this is true. Which machine features Hitler on the back glass? Um, well, doesn't feature, but has it Captain, on the back glass. Captain Fantastic. No, apparently Monster Bash, but I couldn't find it in there. What? Have you heard of this before? No. Uh, wait. There was an episode of Silver Ball Chronicles where, where they were talking about something to do with this. I think something Christensen, something, something, something. I remember it, but I don't remember it enough to... to something, something. Out. Yeah. Um, speaking of Monster Bash, name two other famous faces on that back glass. No, nothing. Oh, I, I don't know at all. None? No. Okay. So the options that you had were Elvira, Elvis, Alfred Hitchcock, and Wonder Woman. You get zero. Really? Because you are uncultured. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Here's one that you'll know the answer to. Which game did Ryan C. masturbate the most to when he was young? He admitted this early in his podcast career. I know the answer to this. I'm pretty sure the whole pinball world knows the answer to this, but you should tell us anyway, Ryan. Ah, uh, okay. It's it's bellies, strikes, and spares. <laughs> okay, the final one. You're going to enjoy this one too. Which game has a hand job in it, and why were you getting sued over it? It's... um. That's the one I was talking about. That's Captain Fantastic. I think Captain Fantastic does have Hitler in it. Um, okay. Yeah. Hitler and hand jobs. This is highly. Ah, there's Why did you get so many things Brian? happening in the background of that that thing? Um, uh-huh. We <laughs> there was a contest, a Slam Tilt podcast contest about who could um, Photoshop their faces on a translite, and the and the best one would win. Um, and everyone was like, and they were started submitting them and I was going, I was coming into the competition quite late. So, um, uh-huh. I, I, um, photoshopped them on the Captain Fantastic back glass, but I thought, how can I go the one step extra? And there's this kind of like this troll, this hater, um, who, I don't know, was just, it was just like the, the bane of their existence because that he, he was just kind of like downvoting everything they posted on, on youtube and just being an absolute troll so i i submitted um the photoshop but i also had him in the background giving the hand job right so he's okay. I, I found i found his profile i found his profile on facebook i grabbed his face it was like in in microsoft paint it wasn't even in photoshop it was it was a pathetic um you know attempt but i handed it in they posted it and he got really upset and he t- he said that if if it doesn't get removed. He's going to sue them. I don't think sue me. I think it was just sue the the Slam okay. podcast, uh, you know, company because they're definitely they're definitely a company. And um, yeah, that's the story. Okay, cool story, Ryan. See, <laughs> <laughs> well, that's all I've got for you from the quiz. So I think you scored maybe like two out of six there. Um, do better, basically. Do you? I've been trying to men- weave this into the conversation for the last twenty minutes. Um, we mm-hmm. talked about games that you might like, like Demolition Man. Do you, did you play Johnny Mnemonic at Eric's house? I actually didn't. It was on my list to play, and I forgot and didn't. I, I think I have regret. I think this should also be your first game. It should, it should, it should be a consideration really? for your first game. Johnny Mnemonic is such a cool game. Has it got cool ramps? It has the fastest ramps you will ever hit. I love ramps. Yes, tell me more. Okay, I'm interested. The, it, it has one glaring thing, which, to be honest, it's it's almost better if you don't know the thing because the thing that you can do is so powerful that if you want to blow up the game, you you only do that thing. Um, okay. But people, when I when I I didn't know about this thing when I I lent the machine and I lent it for a couple of months, and I was weeks into it before even knowing what the thing was, and and, and a bunch of great players had to tell me what it was and they kind of they didn't spoil the games i just ignored it and i just didn't do it um but there's a big code mm-hmm. code kind of exploit um but it's just a cool game it's just it's got it's it's a horrible horrible movie johnny mnemonic um they thought mm-hmm. it was going to be a great movie and they got the license before it came out and i think george gomez um <laughs> i think it was in a documentary or something he like went to see like they're already halfway through the pinball machine and they relicensed it, and he went to go see an early screening of the movie, 
and he got he got out of the cinema and he went to a payphone and he'd ring up like the higher ups at Belly Williams and he was like, "Is there any way we can get out of this deal? <laughs> this movie fucking sucks." Wow, it was that bad. Yeah, but that's the great thing. Like the you know shit shit movies like Congo and Johnny Mnemonic just make really cool, fun pinball machines. Like The Shadow, also objectively a shit movie and a great pinball machine. I did play Eric's Congo though. I really enjoyed that. That was a lot of fun. Yeah, Congo's cool. We played Congo at Dave's place as well. I think it was the only game we played yeah. that night. Uh, together? Yeah, pretty much, actually. Yeah. Um, we did play Muscle together at some point. But, yeah, look, walking into Eric's place was just overwhelming because he has such a great collection of machines. And I was like, there's about 12 things that I want to play that I haven't touched. And I think I got around to about six of them. So, yeah. Cool. So, Johnny Mnemonic, machine number one for me. Well... Or Great. or Demolition Man because they're all, they're also cheap. Johnny Johnny should be John, yeah. Johnny's creeping up there. I mean, it can only be a shit theme for a certain amount of time before everyone realizes, hey, we are paying twelve thousand dollars for Monster Bash, but paying you know three and a half thousand dollars for Johnny Mnemonic. So people are selling Judge Dredd now for seven thousand in Australia. That blows my mind. They're trying to sell Judge Dredd. Judge trying Dredd. to sell. Yeah. yeah, I'm keeping an eye on that with interest. Um, I want to read something out to you that I saw on Facebook, which I think is really cute, talking about like positivity and pinball and whatnot. Um, I don't know if I shared this with you, but it was a comment by Michael Gottlieb on George Gomez's page. Did you see this? Nope. Okay, so I thought this was really beautiful. Michael Gottlieb posted and said, there are a few things my dad was very serious about. The Great Depression was one of them. He spoke in vivid detail of what it was like through stories told to him by his father and from his own experience as a young boy. But make no mistake, Pinball was born out of the Great Depression, and Dad said that David Gottlieb spoke about the importance of his games being able to take people away, if only a little while from the hell that they were in. It was something he was very proud of. David Gottlieb said, Alvin, the saloon is the poor man's country club. He spoke about providing amusement as a calling to help relieve the suffering of the world. The point being, the work that you are all doing goes well beyond making a buck. If you can provide a little joy, a little diversion, it's a mitzvah, a good deed. Anyway, the difficult times we are in reminded me of all of this. My best to you and everyone there. Now, that's one of the coolest messages I think I've read in ages. Like, that's the whole thing about pinball, right? We come together. We have tournaments like this. We have social times together. We appreciate each other's company, the great art, the effort that goes into these amazing machines that can take us away for a little while. I thought it was really cool to read that and see that that's been the intention all this time. And that's what amusement is, you know, based on, obviously. Um, But I thought it was really sweet to read that and see how far back that sentiment goes. So let's all just remember that too, especially now in the holidays. Like, pinball is cool. We don't need drama. I know I say this every couple of episodes, but, like, let's just have fun. (laughs) Fucking hell. I know that you're rolling your eyes, but people really people have reached out to you to say that positivity is important and it does have an influence. So let's just keep doing better. I know there's probably a million people rolling their eyes at me right now, but you can't argue with that post. I thought that was really sweet. That was from somebody much older than me, much more involved in the pinball community, and it's absolutely true. Let's have a little fun and remember where it all started. The end. Maybe we should get Michael Gottlieb to be part of the TPN panel instead of you, Jess. He sounds like he, he knows what's going on. Maybe we should. I would be totally happy with that. <laughs> <laughs> I would be absolutely down with that. Anyway, that's all from me. I just thought that was lovely and a nice way to round off this episode. And maybe Ray has been a real influence on me, Ryan, because I feel like I'm keeping it super wholesome today. Like there hasn't even been any mention of tentacle porn. What's going on? Maybe he should fly down and spend two weeks in a hotel quarantine and then he can meet you. Who? Raymond? Yes. Yeah, right? Maybe you should. All right. You're going to pay for it? Me? Well, it's my 30th birthday tomorrow, Ryan, and my request is that you actually edit this show properly because I want us to have, like, one good episode ever. So you're going to have to do a bit of work. Love you! (laughs) Bye forever, you dirty, boogie, trash bag slutter. Bye forever, you yellow belly, liver loving... What? (laughs) I've forgotten the line. Love you, bye. Happy holidays.